podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome along to live match reaction here on the Rangers Rabble. Yes, we are slightly later because now everybody's back at Ibrooks, so the match reactions will be at least two hours after the games now. Uh, Rangers won, Motherwell won. Uh, hello, I'm Martin. I'm joined by Kerr and Elaine. Elaine, second appearance, how are you? Yeah, not bad. Thanks for having me back. Can't have been too bad the first time. I don't know. I wasn't on. I don't think. I don't know. Care how I came back anyway. <laughs> I'm all right, Martin. I'm all right. Um, so I was going to go halfway through the game. I was going to come on with, oh, we changed the team. What did you think of such and such? What did you think of this? What did you think of that? Uh, Elaine, one-one draw. What'd you make it? Um, disappointing. I think frustrating. Big chance missed today to uh, to really push on. I think that we had, I was kind of the same. First half, I thought, looking pretty good. Uh, obviously, we had I mean, we had enough chances to win two or three games. Um, we weren't clinical. But I thought, looking at the first half, um, we had a bit more tempo about us. We were playing some nice stuff, uh, some nice one-touch football at times, creating things. Uh, I quite like, that was the best that I've seen Sakala play as well. I thought he was looking... Um, you know, he's, he's far from the finished article, but he's definitely uh, showed willing, was quite direct, obviously was quite happy to take folk on. Mm-hmm. And at halftime, I was thinking, you know, this could potentially kickstart our season and we could potentially be looking at, um, you know, I, th- I think if we take one or two of those chances in the first half, we're potentially looking at a 4-5-0 game, comfortable, and um, we're all going home happy. Uh, unfortunately, we've, uh, we've seen it too many times before, don't take a chance get punished, um, one yeah, terrible defensive lapse, and th- that's where we are. I think frustration is the overriding um, feeling, but by the same token, we've kind of dodged a bullet, um, especially with results elsewhere. You know, we just have no to idea what you're talking about. What results elsewhere? What could that possibly be? Exactly. We're a point, a point clear, aren't we? Are we two points? I don't even know. Do you know? It's uh, a point. A point clear, that's what I was thinking. So, unfortunately, I thought we were going to um, yeah, cruise it and not to be today. Care. <sighs> yeah. um, we'll go on uh, individual chances and we'll go half by half in a minute. But, you know, first half, I was I was so excited at, at half time. We looked good. We created loads of chances. We looked back similar to kind of what we've seen last season. And I was expecting second half. We'll come out. We'll get a couple of goals. Be a comfortable two, three, four, no one, and I just did not see that that second half coming. No, the first half we played. I thought we played really well in the first half. We were creating stuff. The play was really good. It was a high tempo, like Elaine said. It was the players were looking up for it, and uh, we scored. It could have been more if we took our chances. I know Sakal, Elaine said he's not a finished article. He looked quite good. He was fighting, he was going down the flanks, he was coming in the middle, he was just, he was holding the ball up and taking the for runs and stuff, taking pressure off midfielders as well, I thought he was doing that quite a lot, but he looked really, played well in the first half. The second half, we came out, we weren't that bad, it was like we were trying, we had one with all up, we thought, right, we're still one the up here, we can control it and get to the end without them making any chances, but as soon as, they, as, soon as we conceded 
after that, I was more disappointed because we didn't seem to have anything left in the tank. I know he made, he made the changes, but nothing changed. So it was like we were, it was like the draw was inevitable unless Manuel scored. And to be honest with you, I thought Manuel actually came and had a go. To be fair to them, I didn't think they came and sat back like they usually do. Well, I, I don't want. I feel as if lately it's just been all pure negative, and I'm not talking about my haircut. Um, Somebody mentioned, somebody's mentioned mine, but I'm not getting here to get cut. Do you want to tell the story? In fact, no, we've not got time to tell no. the story. But Michael Sharon, disappointed, but not all doom and gloom. I saw us try a variety of things. I played through them, swing crosses in from white, saw more shots from our midfielders. It's just that nothing's clicking. So if that's the case, Elaine, and nothing seems to be clicking, simple question, why? Do you know, I, I wouldn't even necessarily say nothing was clicking today because I, I saw the first half as positive. I thought yeah. that we I, I thought actually for the first time in the season it kind of looked as if it was clicking. Um I mean we weren't clinical, we should have taken more of our chances, and um, we should have gone in at the break more than one up, but it was probably the most positive that I've seen us. Um second half, I just think we took our foot off the gas and I think um we just we just ran out of ideas. I would have liked to have seen us change it a wee bit earlier. I don't think, even for all I was saying in the first half, I was you know quite confident. I was sitting quite comfortable, uh, and I was quite enjoying it, thinking this could be it. I still think that defence has a mistake in it. We saw yeah. that it does, uh, but there wasn't a point where I had confidence in that defence. And I think for me, that's the biggest difference between this season and last season is looking at last season especially at home. We were just so, we were so tight. We were so good. Uh, I don't know whether it's, I mean, obviously injuries and um, we've not been helped by injuries or COVID previously, but we just don't have a settled team yet. And I think that's playing into it as well. Um, we, we need a settled team and I think we'll, we'll kind of hopefully kick on from there. Well, there was one point in the first half, Keir, just actually just before we scored where, Liam Kelly takes a, I mean, I don't know if you want to call it a pass or just a simple a simple kick. Um, obviously, right over the midfield, right over our defence. And I think it's Tony Watt who's through and goal. And if yeah. it isn't for fingertips from McGregor and then a block for Goldson, that's 1-0 for a route one ball. It was, yeah. It's Emerson wasn't paying attention. He was, he didn't know what position he should have been. His positional sense is poor. Jack Simpson even though he looks comfortable in the ball, his personal sense is quite poor. Golson saved him there, McGregor with a touch, uh, but it was too simple, Martin, like you said, it was mm -hmm. just a long ball, they didn't have to think about doing anything, they just had to long and we were seeming to be panicking, but we done that last season a few times against Motherwell, remember last season against Motherwell, we struggled in quite a few games and the, the difference was Cedric Itan, who's been mm -hmm. loaned out, and I thought if he was there today, I know it's all ifs and buts, but I thought we needed someone like him in that part, because all our strikers are very similar, whereas he's slightly different. I think that was maybe the reason he helped us last season, but now we kind of look back. But I just feel with Sakala, Morelos, Roof, don't know even who else is there. For even Jermaine Defoe, they're all very similar, small, kind of quite. I know Morelos is a bit more, a bit more strength in them, but with nobody, we can do that to just lump the ball up to and say, go away with the head, because we've not got something like that. So we can't really change it. We mm -hmm. make subs, we make subs, but it's just to go the same way of football. There's never, I don't see them ever changing anything. Dramatically on the part. I mean, I watched Chelsea earlier and Tuchel changed it quite a, quite a bit today against Spurs because it wasn't working. I, I've never seen Gerard doing that. I don't know why. We'll come to 
Gerard and substitutions in a while because any time Rangers drop points, whether it be a draw or a loss, it always comes back to Gerard and his substitutions. But Alain, taking it uh, back to your point about the defence, obviously Jack Simpson started today. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't want to come across as being too hard on Jack, um, laying the blame all at him. But for me personally, and please tell me if I'm wrong, um, he doesn't look up to standard, up to the quality that we need. And I understand, look, Goldson hasn't had the best start to the season, but with Simpson coming in today, he looked shaky. Yeah, uh, I, I think that we, we were kind of talking, as I say, even though the first half was looking good, you always thought that it was a potential mistake. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say it was definitely from him. I just think that the, um, I just think that the whole back uh, back line it's been cha- it's been chopped and changed so many times and actually uh, we just need to sort of settle I don't think that Simpson I don't have a great deal of confidence in Simpson mm-hmm. but that said we've, I've not really seen him a massive amount uh, he's been thrown in again today we you know yeah uh, you look at the goal as well there's numerous errors it's not just it's not just him so it's the kind of it's the kind of whole back line really that you're looking at. Um, obviously, when the ball went out for the throw in initially before the goal, there's just there's just numerous errors, and I wouldn't put it all uh, all at his door certainly. But no, I I, th- I think when I saw the team, I was disappointed that Balogun wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. The one thing I would say is actually, see when I saw the team for the Celtic game, I it's funny as soon as I saw it with uh, McCrory and Goal and Balogun. Um, I, I just went, this is a disaster. We're going to get ripped apart here. Um, and I don't know why I was so downbeat because actually I think that's the best defensively we've been. Um, and taking Balogun out today, I certainly I would have played him. Um, and yeah, I would have played him over Simpson. And certainly going, going on from here, I would again. Hindsight's twenty twenty, as they say, Kerr, but were you surprised that uh, Simpson played over Balogun? I was, but I think the managers just think, well, I've got a Helena's injured, Katic is away if Balogun gets injured. Uh, he's not left with much choice after that, so I think because of the game midweek, he's just refs him because we've got a lot of games coming up. And I think he thought Motherwell at home, we should take care of that and get a three points. Not uh, not quite convincingly, like he's probably saying, he thinks we should win this anyway, even with Jack Simpson in defence, and obviously it didn't work out that way. I don't think Simpson was the main fault with anyone today, but I just no, think, no, no, no. I just feel. He's like, he's like a rabbit caught in headlights at sometimes. He feels he, he seems to panic when the ball comes towards him. He's fine going forward with the ball with his feet passing it and stuff like that, but it's coming back to be his own goal. He seems to panic. It's like he's scared to make a mistake. I don't know if he's down to confidence, maybe not getting enough football or just I'm not sure. But um I'd probably if you are gonna do that again, I'd probably put Bassey, who's not my most favourite player, as you know, Martin. Mm-hmm. But probably put Bassey at centre half before him next time if he's gonna leave Bagging it. Because at least Bassey would put a challenge in. Getting attacked by a fly. Uh, well, the CGM stopped talking about Simpson. He wasn't the one who was missing chance after chance. Look, you're absolutely right. I was. We just need to point out every position in the park. CGM, I know you're annoyed, but don't take it out on me. All right, I'm just a messenger. Um, but like I say, after that kind of chance for Motherwell, um, we got the other end of the pitch. We get a corner, a lane. It's flung in. Ariba with a nod on, and it was brilliant to see Sakala nod it in. I was so happy. Oh, absolutely. You know, he's a breath of fresh air. I think uh, yeah, he's far from the finished article, but it was it was great to see him get his goal. I thought he was a you know quite a handful. He was he was direct. He was pressing. I like I liked it. 
Um, I liked what I saw in the first half. So certainly it was great for them to get the goal. And I think it just highlights as well how quickly games can turn. It's such a cliche to say, you know, goals change games and whatever. But the, the one thing that I saw, and it, it happened first and second half, and we, it, it went for us and against us, is that first half, they miss. You know, we get out of jail um, with their big chance. We go straight up the park and score. Second half turns around. They, you know, they got out of jail with us. We were two on one, made the wrong wrong decision. Second half mm-hmm. should have been, um, yeah, should have been two up. Should have been going on from there. Didn't, and then the reverse happened. They went straight up the park and scored. So, um, it is a cliche to say we need to take your chances. I was, uh, I was really happy for them. I think that there's still going to be work to be done. Obviously, you've got if you've got a fully fit Morelos, he's always going to be. Um, your, your first name in there. The one thing that I would say, um, though, was we would just, uh, I would like to see the goal back. I've not seen it. Uh, I did hear on the radio on the way home, slight suspicions that might have been offside. Um, so I'd like to see it back. But anyway, do you know what? He took his chance and it was the only one that we did take this um, today. So, yeah, good on him. I'm guessing that obviously was the BBC you were listening to on the way home, Elaine. No. <laughs> uh, you know what? There might have been suspicions of offside for the goal care, but I'm not going to lie to you. I don't care unless it's against strangers. I don't care if there's a slight suspicion. Um, no, I thought it was offside, Martin. If you look at it again, but like you say, if it's given, it's given. If it goes against us, I'm bailing. So it's one of the <laughs> things that. Ah, uh, harms it. You shout for it when it's your team. It concedes it. I mean, your team scores it. You're not giving a toss. So it's just what happens in football. But yeah, there's, there's Stuart Keane, one of our usual contributors. The goal was offside. Yeah. So there you go. Who cares? Um, we'll take it when it's for us. <laughs> well, you, you exactly. We say that and care. Um, on the, 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 the other hand, right at the end of the first half, do you know what? I can't even remember who it was um, that, that got fouled, but. Should we have got a penalty at the end of that first half? I'm not sure. It's one of the ones you sometimes you get, sometimes you don't see penalties nowadays. I never shout for him anymore because you don't know what if he's going to do. Years ago, it was somebody get tripped in the box or pinged in the box. You would think that's going to be a penalty, but nowadays people get down that easy. Mm-hmm. People get reputations. The referees are told not to do that, not to do that anymore. So it's like, is that a penalty? Is it not a penalty? I would say you could give it. It could have went either way. I mean, Motherwell could have got a penalty in the second half as well, shouldn't they? So, when with Tony Watt, so... Was that, was that a come on, Kerr? Get the blue tinted specs on, man. Like I said, that could have went either way as well. It's one of the things you don't know. I mean, it's one of the, his, feet, his, feet, his, feet, his feet was high, wasn't he? So, I don't know. It's one of the things. You take it, I mean, you get it, like we said earlier about the goal. If you don't get it, you're not happy, but... It's, you don't. You can't rely on penalties anyway. You have to score goals the other way. Penalties isn't a big thing to rely on. I know a lot of people say we get penalties, but I don't think we. I don't think we get as many as people think we do. Elaine, tell me that was a penalty. I was screaming for it, and I said, <laughs> I, I said the whole half time going, that was a slow moment. We should have definitely had a penalty. Doing a lot different game. Um, yeah, I was absolutely screaming for it. So um, again, I'll watch it back. I'll see if I was right. Uh, potentially not, but uh, it was one of those ones that I, I thought it was, and I thought that that would have been, yeah, I thought we'd been hard done by, but and I, I definitely don't think theirs was, obviously. <laughs> right, second half. Um, oh, what's this? Who has a nice smile, Martin? I've, I've got a beautiful <laughs> smile, of course I do, and I think I've seen somebody 
um, talking about Creef in the comments. Can we please let go of Creef, please, for anybody <laughs> who watched the last podcast? Right, second half. Um, we started the second half okay, Elaine. We created a few chances, um, but then we just seemed to take our foot completely off the boil. And can you please explain to me how Motherwell managed to score? <laughs> Uh, the million dollar question. I think that we, what we did, everything that we did right in the first half, we started uh, doing differently in the second half. We didn't, I, we didn't start with any tem- tempo, any urgency. Uh, I thought we were passing it, um, just passing it around the back. No, no real uh, urgency going forward. I thought we looked comfortable. I think we thought it probably would, you know, would take a chance, it would come to us, it would get there. And I think, to be honest, it was total complacency. You've We've seen it so many times before that mm-hmm. um, how many times did a team come to Ibrox? I think someone had texted me. I think that was their one um, their one shot on target. How many times have we seen that? That um, one defensive mistake, uh, one lapse, and, and yeah, we'd get punished for it. So, and then as soon, do you know what, as soon as it goes one, one all, you just know, you know the script. I think, uh, Motherwell, to be fair, well, not to be fair to them, but um, they were time wasting from when they were behind as well. That was that was a kind of new one that um, they were time wasting in the first half when they were behind. But as soon as it goes one all, you just you know what's happening. Um, you know that they're going to park the bus and uh, and just play for everything. Um, one thing that really annoys us, I, I think I agree with Gare as well that um, it was our reaction to going mm-hmm. or to drawing that really frustrated me because it didn't really spark us into too much life, um, and certainly I think, uh, yeah, we, we've just seen it before. We have, we have, but the mother will go at self-care, um, so, so poor defensively. It was poor, but it's not the first time we've conceded goals like that, you've seen it against Leon the other night, we were, we've been quite poor defensively this season in the whole, I think, last season we were a bit more, I don't, know, I don't know if it was maybe more be a bit of luck involved last season as well, because McGregor put off a lot of saves last season, it saved us, but this season we've been sixes and sevens at the back. I don't know if it's goals not started great this season. I don't know if it's been because Barisic come back late. Tav was out for a bit and then the COVID and obviously Highlanders uh, now injured and Barisic is in and out because just because he's injured opponent as well, he doesn't play every week. So it's quite mm-hmm. difficult to get a settled back for that moment. But even the midfield haven't been the same as last season. I don't feel I feel Stephen Davis getting run into the ground myself. I know he's 36, but playing midweek and, and Saturdays or Sundays, he can't do that. I know he's uh, he's probably thinks he can, but his performances are going to dip if he does that. Every, if he plays every game, but it's inevitable they're going to dip because he can't keep up the same level of consistency playing two games a week. Not that age, and that's where I need another player to step up to mark. Like I thought Aribo was poor today. I mean, that's my opinion, but I thought he gave the ball away a lot. I know it was good offensively, but I thought he gave the ball away a lot. Lundstrom has to come into frame. I thought he was decent the other night. I thought he'd done okay. He probably our best midfielder against Leon. I thought he should have started today. He gives us something different. He's not played many games, so he's going to have a bit more energy in his tank. Mm-hmm. Games like that should be given Davis a rest. Keep him for the most more important games because that's twice now Davis has been taken off. So manager must see in his performances that him. But it's going to hurt him because he's playing every week and every game. I know, look, we'll come to a couple of individual performances in a minute, but just to kind of finish off... Uh, the summary, <clears throat> excuse me, of the game, Elaine, about five minutes after Motherwell scored the equaliser, um, because right after they scored it, you've still got the belief that well, there's plenty of time, we're going to come back into it, but I would say for me, about five minutes after it, 
it became abundantly clear that there's no way we're getting back into this game. The players lost, I don't know, but what would you say, confidence, composure, everything. And I, I, you've, you spoke about multiple time wasting. I felt as if our players gave them the opportunity to time waste simply because of the amount of stupid wee niggly fills that they'd done when the players were going nowhere. We do it all the time. Um, we do it all the time. Even just daft, you know, on the halfway line, um, you know, just out in the pylons. We just do it all the time. Stupid fouls, and you know that they're going to play for everything. You can see it a mile off. You can see, yeah, if they're not going anywhere, just don't foul them. Make them play it out. Um, make them create something. Um, I felt that, I just felt that we totally lacked urgency, totally lacked any sort of tempo. I hoped that we'd get back into it, but to be honest, did I really think we would? Um, I suppose I was thinking of the St. Johnson game, thinking that we did dig in there. Um, yes, it was an absolute screamer for us to win, but uh, I was looking at that thinking, right, Hopefully we'll, we'll stick in, we will get there. But uh, it didn't look like it. We could have probably played another 30 minutes and not, um, you know, try to walk the ball in, not not come up with anything. So, um, yeah, frustrating day at the office. It's I, I don't want to be too too glum, too downhearted uh, about it, but it was, uh, yeah, it was just a massive frustration. Um, I think as well, um, what I'd say is, and not that we like to, you know, don't want to slag us, but... Ibrox is a great place to be when you're winning. Um, the last ten minutes, um, it, it, you know, it's a it's a tough it's a tough place to be when you're not. And certainly, I, I would maybe I, I don't think that the atmosphere necessarily. Helped. You could see the players' heads go down. You can mm. see um, that they stop looking to press forward. Um, and it, yeah, it's it's a tough place to be when things aren't going quite your way. No, they didn't. And it was just so disappointing, care the, the the response from the players. Um, they, they almost looked as if they had no clue what to do. That's the way it, re- it really did look. All I seen was, and listen, I'm no philosopher, a football or tactician. You know, I, I would get Real Madrid relegated on football manager. Um, but it just seemed to be, get a body tav and hope that a long cross will do the trick. We then brought on Bakuna. Um, who's, as far as I'm led to believe, is a kind of a just a central midfielder, and he was pushed up front. Um, and like you already mentioned, there's nobody else different um, to play up front to get on the end of those crosses. No, I know we've got. I mean, I've said it since the start of the pod, since the start of the season. When we started the podcast, and I didn't think we done transfer window was quite poor in my opinion. We done the strengthen. In the areas where we needed, we brought in players who are very similar to what we have, and then we didn't bring in people who were different. And I'm not talking about people who are better because getting better players into what we have is going to cost you a lot of money, which we haven't got. But bringing in somebody just totally different from what we have, give you an extra. Somebody mentioned in the comments actually a big six foot five striker, and I'm not being thinking, but somebody who's just different. And I think that's what mm-hmm. Atam has provided last season because it gives a defender something else to look at. Because I think teams now, especially last season, watching us. Because all the games are on TV because of COVID and stuff, people watched us a lot because we won in the league, we're on quite a lot. And I think teams know how we play. And if they keep us tight for a long time in a game, they kind of... I said to keep we're, we're, we're run out of ideas because we've not got a plan B. I'm not, I'm not slagging the manager because it's his full, he's, he's full back to me stuff. I have to help him. And maybe the reason we've not got a plan B is because all our players are very similar. I know we play 4-3-3. You can, go, you can probably 
change it on affirmations, but the players are still kind of the same. And Brian on Bakuna, who I was told myself as an attacking midfielder, he's still come up front, which he could probably do because Aribo can play up there, he can play deeper. But it's still very similar to what we've got. They all want the ball, their feet, they want to pass, move. There's nobody just willing to make, take a shot, which I liked about Lundstrom when they come on. I know he's not mm-hmm. set the hair on fire, but he's willing to have a dig at times for just sitting in the middle of the park, which none of my field players do because Kamara can't shoot. They save himself to bonus with you. Davis is the same. He likes to sit deep on the bonus with you. Scotty Arfield's been non existent this season. I, I like Scotty Arfield, but it was the worst getting in our season for him if he's going to performance mm-hmm. like he has. He would probably bring in Brett or somebody like Stephen Kelly on the pitch. Instead of bringing Arfield on, but was, the boy did get a chance. He wasn't, no, but no. that's another thing that annoys me. The boy should be on the bench because yeah. he's going to come on with energy, he's going to come on with enthusiasm, he's going to come on with butter. I get that to see I want to plant my, my name in your head to get on the pitch every week, mm-hmm. but he's not even getting a chance. So we need, to, we need to mix it up a bit. The team lines, the way we play, even if you swap one or two players, it's exactly the same way. And I think opposition managers know that. And I think why it's harder for us to it's getting harder for us to break teams down. Well, a simple kind of man wants to know what Andy Carroll's doing these days. <laughs> um, but I, I, would, I, would, I would probably take him to be honest with you. Right, Elaine, how much criticism does Gerard and the backroom staff have to take? Um, it's really difficult simply because of how well we played in the first half, um, yeah. and then it's the nice. second half when it when it went to pot. Is it, is it as simple as saying he has to make changes sooner or does he have to make the change before the goal simply because of how we're playing just for something different or is it the players? Uh, do you know what? Total cop out, but a bit of both. I think we're sitting there watching the second half thinking we can see what's coming here. And I think personally I'd have preferred that he changed it a wee bit sooner because we just were sort of sleepwalking into it. And, you know, I know I've said it a million times, but um, we've seen it before. When I, I kind of felt like um, I knew what was coming. So I would have preferred that he changed it. Um, certainly, uh, I think he could have changed it. And I think we could have, um, yeah, could have definitely done with some uh, fresh legs and just, yeah, um, try, try to change things up before their goal. Um, but that said, how many chances did we create? We can't, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we can't, uh, it's not their fault the players aren't taking them, uh, especially in the first half. Um, I, th- I think we only had maybe seven on target, but I think overall was it like 23 chances or something um, that we created. So something something is getting there, especially that first half. I thought it was clicking. I thought we'd maybe cracked it. So uh, I, I don't think they can take much criticism for the players not taking their chances. Uh, I, but I do think that they deserve a wee bit of criticism for not changing it. And certainly, even when we went uh, one all, it still took a wee bit of time for us to, to actually put the new bodies on and, and to kind of change things. And as kind of Kers said, it was still pretty similar in terms of our tactics and, uh, and in terms of we didn't really change our approach, um, which is which is disappointing as well, because it obviously wasn't working. Kerr, uh, does Gerald deserve some criticism for today or...? Like I asked Elaine, is it a case of what the players should have just took the chances? I think it's probably, it probably deserves criticism at times for maybe, well obviously he's a man in charge, he gets paid the big money to make his decisions, so it's his job in the line of ours, he's just making opinions. He probably deserves criticism at times, I think, because he won the league, he might get a bit of rope to play with, but it doesn't last long at Club of Rangers because if you drop, even if you draw at home, you're going to get criticised because Rangers. We only need to win every game. I'm not saying we should win it, but 
for a team, it should be one of the home games against Manaville. And at somebody made some somebody put said in the comments, I know we've done it in the past, I know we'll probably continue to do it, but playing something like uh, Kamara and Davis at home no, against Manaville, it's it's fine at times because the two of them can sit and do a job, but like I said earlier, you're not going to really get anything from the two of them forward-wise. Stephen Davis used to be a box-to-box player, but he's had to change his role in the way he plays because of his age, so he can play mm-hmm. longer, because he's still playing with Rome Island, remember, so he's playing for the international football too. Kamara's never been a goal scorer in his whole career. He just uh, kind of dictates and wins the ball back, does a lot of donkey work, and that's where he gets his credit from. So you're looking for somebody from midfield which would bust forward. And Scotty, I feel done that last season. He bust forward quite a lot. He gives an option running late into the box, getting the end of stuff or setting things up. But he's, but he's not been doing it this season. So I bet it's time to try somebody else in that position. Like maybe Stephen Kelly or Lundstrom. Somebody with a bit more energy. Something a bit more... I'm not saying passion because I feel he's obviously got it. A bit more energy and a bit more pace. And just to get... Just to change up, man. Because it's... If we don't... We can't keep continuing putting the baby done because it's going to come back and bite us in the arse. And we don't like... We need to win the league this year because... There's big money at the end of it. I know people are saying, you want to win the league first, and we do, but the £40 million pounds, a lot of money for Rangers, and that could change that whole setup because you always need to change your squad. doesn't matter how good you get, you always have to bring in players, and we need to bring in players because the squads, it's been stagnant for last season. I think a lot of players have won the 55 and thought, I've done my job here, and it's not the way it should be. We have to strive on again, and maybe the contract situation for some players is in the back of their heads as well, so... I think it's a lot of things, and but at the end of the day, we're still sitting top of the league one point clear. So mm-hmm. it can't be all doom and gloom, but as a Rangers fan, it's never cup half empty. It's always cup half empty, isn't it? That's the way you look at things, just the way it's been over the last few years. So always look at it that way. Is it just me, or does Elaine look like she's in one of the horror films? <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's, not she's, she's, not, she's not put a lucky ball. She's not put a lucky ball. So we better, we better um, just kind of finish up before Elaine disappears into darkness. Um, <laughs> before we do finish, um, obviously we're live on YouTube. If you're enjoying the content, or even if you don't see, even if you hate the content, subscribe anyway, right? Hit the like button. And of course, you can if you want to help support the podcast. Uh, you can join us on Patreon. Um, the link is in the description. It's patreon.com forward slash Rangers Rabble. Right, Elaine, we are a point ahead in the league. We are, to my knowledge, six points ahead of our city rivals who have already lost three games. Four? Is it, is it not? Four, four points. My apologies. Four points. Um, who, have all, who have already it's lost. It should, listen, it should be nine. It should, it should be, be nine. nine. It should be but nine. it's not, yeah. right? They've already lost three games in the league. They can't win away from home. Yeah. Um, so should we be slightly more positive? Should we feel slightly more positive than we do? Or is the fact that we feel so gutted is simply because they get beat today and we drop I, points? I think I think we dodged a bullet today, to be honest. I think uh, we, we'd be sitting here a lot worse off Um had their result been slightly, or had their result been different, I think at the end of the day, if you had given us the option of, you know, six games in, you're top of the league, you're a point clear, but realistically, do we think Hearts and Hibs are going to go the distance? Probably not. So therefore, if you say that we're going to be four points clear from our most likely title rivals, you probably would take it. Um, but by the same token, four four wins, one draw, one defeat in the league, it's not terrible but I think we were slightly spoiled last year um, 
and it just feels to me like it's an opportunity missed today because you're going in six points clear. They've not, you know, by all means, yeah, rivals, there's a, there's some things that are going well for them, some things that aren't. But I just I just want to you know get it done as quickly as possible. Like, let's win the league by 25 points again this year. Clearly that's not going to happen. Um, but I, I feel like it's just a massive opportunity missed today. So it, yeah. it's not all doom and gloom, but um, frustration, I think, is the, the overriding feeling for me today. Okay, our CGM puts, look, they've lost three away games, but we cannot rely on them being crap. Even after six games, nine points would have been massive for them to make up. How are you feeling going forward, obviously? It's been a bit of a depressing match reaction today because we haven't lost, but we've dropped two points at home. They've lost, which I think makes me feel slightly worse, knowing that we could have went six points clear. Um, But how are you feeling confidence-wise going forward? Confidence-wise... Probably just the same, Martin. I think we've still got the players if they can perform and we can they can stay fit and play the way they we know they can play and the manager makes the right decisions that go the way we think they should go. I think we can still win the league. I think I still I say to you a while back and I still think it will be close. I don't think Celtic are as bad as people make them out to be, but I don't think we're as good as people make us out to be either. So I think it will be a close game this season. That's why I this league this season. That's why I was still frustrated about the transfer window and not signing many players back, back in. I don't know if we can still bring in loans. I'm not sure if we can, but I think we maybe need to use some of the young players because I feel we need to do something just to change it up because we can't keep dropping points because the more we keep dropping points, they're not always going to drop points. There's nothing to say. I know Elaine said hearts and hearts might fade away. 99% of the time they usually do. But there's none to, there's none to say William might not go on a big long run. And then we can't catch them. Do you know what I mean? Football's a funny thing. So and I think as well, you just don't want to give any other team a sniff. Do you know what? You want to just keep your foot on the gas. Just keep, you know. Um, I think we've lacked that being ruthless. Last year we were ruthless. This year it's not quite clicked yet. The one thing I would say is, I would hope, and I would take a wee bit of heart from that first half, that we'll get better as well. I, I do think it will click. I do think it will come out good. I don't know why. I don't know why I think that, but um, this first half, I, I think it will come good, and I think hopefully we'll go on a wee run um, where hopefully we can extend extend that lead. I don't know if maybe Martin started the season not getting a Champions League, but I don't know for everybody at the club. Mm-hmm. I think that was a big. I think I think a lot of people in the manager was probably looking at Champions League the players. Certainly, as we the fans were looking for Champions League football, so I don't know if we're we'll getting into that. It might be put a damper on a lot of things at the club at the moment, and then getting beat by Leon the other night is kind of gave everybody a kind of kick in the stones. <laughs> Sorry for my language, but <laughs> I think at the end of the day, we're just going to have to. If that's the case, Europe, if European football is not going to, if they're not going to ban you up after this group stage, that's fair enough for me. It's a bit and butter as a league, and I'd rather win the league without any further games in the Europa League. I think you win the league and get into the Champions League direct with forty million pounds because the forty million pounds will benefit our club a lot for the next for the coming future. Right, I might of I might just be having a, a senior moment here, but have I asked about Flag Day yet, or was that all, was that no, all fair? No. Right, no. Flag Day. Elaine, we've seen a few people, and if Cammy's watching, Cammy, mate, I apologise because you're going to hate me for asking this. But was, um, he, was he crying again? No, he just he wasn't happy with a few comments. But look, 
Cammy can do me in, so I don't want to say too much. I will. Elaine, were you happy with the overall celebrations for Flag Day? Were you not really that bothered? Um, what were um, your thoughts on it? To, to be honest, yes. Uh, I have seen a few uh, people on Twitter saying it was a wee bit disappointing um, and it was a wee bit um, underwhelming because it was, I mean, Flag Day, it was a flag. What I, you know, I, I think some people were expecting this to be fireworks. I know that people had said about maybe bringing the trophy out. Uh, my personal opinion is that last season's done. You need to park it. Um, the fans absolutely deserved their day. Um, and do you know it was nice, it was nice to go in and and to see the flag. We've obviously we've missed that. I think it probably was the right decision not to do it at the first game of the season, just on the basis of having a full crowd. Um, but by the same token, the last season's done, and we can't live off of that forever and see if we'd had, had a big party and then drop points today. I think we just look even more daft. Uh, I, I think, you know, last season was great. We enjoyed it at the time. We didn't get to enjoy it in the stadium, but it's one of those things. Um, I probably was quite glad that we didn't get the trophy round and, and do everything because at the end of the day, um, I, I just think we need to focus and focus on this year, to be honest. Okay. I agree, yeah. I think the flag hang was just for the fans, to be honest with you, Martin, just to see it getting raised. But to be honest with you, it was a bit underwhelming. The matter, George, you give everybody a flag in their seat and told them to wave it. Uh, but I have to say, I read one of the comments somebody put in here. I think it's CGM55. He mentioned Hadji. Now, Hadji's a big miss for me this season because he's the type of player who can spot things, especially a game like today, where it's where Maravella tight against them and he can spot a pass, he can also take, he likes to shoot as well outside the box, so Hadji's a big miss, so if I get Hadji back, I think that will improve my field as well, but I don't know if he's still out with COVID, or if he's got injured, injury, I'm not sure, because Rangers, as you know, don't tell a lot. Do you know when we'll discuss that, Kia? On Tuesday? Right, this is a match reaction. Right? You like to read the comments, I'm reading the comments. I get that, right, <laughs> but we're going to be discussing all that on Tuesday. Okay. Right. Sorry, Mark. So, listen, that's I'm, the... I'm not running away, but I'm going to put my light on before I... We're just, a, we're, just <laughs> about, we're just about to finish. All right, she's away for the light. There oh, you go. No, right. I'll wait, I'll wait. Stay where you are. Right, Kerr, Elaine, thank you very, very much. Disappointing result, but look, we're still top of the league. We're still yep. the best team in the league. Thank you to everybody in the comments. We'll be back on Tuesday at 7 for our live podcast, but we will... Probably discuss this game a wee bit more as well. We'll talk about whatever's in the news regarding Rangers. And we'll, of course, look forward to Wednesday's Cup game as well. So thank you to everybody for watching and we'll speak to you very, very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.